0: When times get economically bad in the United States, people need money. They need to keep taking more money out of their house. So that's what I do. And um, as I said, I'm here to to just present information, not to make any conclusions. I'm trying to find the answers just like everybody else. If I say 99 things, or 100 things, and I say one thing that you haven't heard before, then maybe I've said something to help you. Um, so on June 24th, approximately three o'clock in 1947, a pilot by the name of Kenneth Arnold was flying. And if I'm in your way, let me know. A pilot by the name of Kenneth Arnold was flying from uh, Oregon to his home in Idaho when a glint of uh, light caught his eye. And as you probably know, all know the story, he reported nine flying object, objects over Mount Rainier, which is 14,410 feet. The press got a hold of the story, because Kenneth Arnold was part of the, the sheriff's deputy, and it started a UFO frenzy that was continuing to this day from 1947. The, uh, the name Flying Saucer came about because one of the objects that Kenneth had seen, obviously, was around and, looked, and skipped on the air like a flying saucer. But if we go back and say, is this the beginning of ufology? No, I don't think it's the beginning of ufology. I think Ufology has been with us for a very, very long time. This is Mount Rainier. It's a very large mountain. It comes out of sea level and goes up high. Uh, about three years ago, I was talking to somebody, and they said, you really need to look at the history. You really need to look at history. And I said, I don't really want to look at history. I don't like history. History is not... Geography, I like. History is not one of my favorite subjects. And they said, you have to look at history, because maybe the key to what's going on now is in history. Because I said, well I want to know what they're doing here. I want to know what with who the Greys are. Who, what's UFOs? What do they want? What's their agenda? You know, I want it right here. I'm an Aries, so you know, I tend to be impetuous. So I started start doing some digging. I've always been a Zachariah Sitchin fan, but I kept going through and I didn't grow up with the Bible, but I started to start digging into holy books, not just the the Bible, but the Kabbalah and uh, other mythology. I'm Celtic, I'm Irish, and said, you know, maybe if we take mythology, archaeology, and these holy books, maybe they all come down to one source. And maybe the stories that we hear are, have some clue to who we are and who are we and what's happening here. So, you know, we all know Ezekiel and Elisha and Moses, they've, they've had some contact with gods, and I always say gods with little g, and that's not to offend anybody that is religious here, but I do believe there was gods with little g's, because the gods with the little g's had the capacity to fly in the sky, and if you look at some of the stuff that was written, and As I said, I'm a pupil of Zachariah Sitchin. I took his last class that he held, accreditation, so I could teach his material. But I didn't want to be controversial. Because Zachariah Sitchin, let's face it, is a man. He's just like everybody else. What does he know? I mean, he's just going to interpret everything. So I started doing a lot of research at at the cuneiform writings of Oxford University, University of Pennsylvania, and University of Chicago and said, how do the scholars look at what happened in the past? And who are these gods? What were they flying in? You know, what were they doing up there? So we go down and we realize, when we start looking at the commonality of stories, that the gods have the same characteristics as we do. I mean, they're very similar. They had two arms, two legs. And that they have the same characteristics that we do. You know they experienced love in the inanna thing (laughs) love and hate and war they they were jealous they ate they had sex and they drank beer they liked all the indulgences that we do as as humans do now a lot of people see these the the depictions that are sitting in Iraq right now. And isn't that funny? You know, we talk about kind of the coincidence. It says to me, well, the Mesopotamian Valley is some of the oldest in the world, and yet the United States has chosen to go over there and have a war. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was always, my biggest thing was, I I, I was, well, wait a minute here. What's going on there? (laughs) There's some wonderful artifacts that could be lost through this whole thing. So a lot of people think that.